Today's episode is part number two of how to thrive in a relationship with a non-HSP, with a not highly sensitive person. Hello and welcome to the Successful, Sensitive and Intuitive Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lydia Sophia Wilmsen and I am an intuitive success mentor for sensitive entrepreneurs. In this podcast, I speak about the challenges sensitive and intuitive entrepreneurs face. I offer you new perspectives and solutions, as well as experiences of other entrepreneurs. Plus, I speak about my personal experience of being a highly sensitive person who has successfully built and scaled two businesses. All of that with the goal to make you and your business even more successful in your very unique and authentic way. Have fun and enjoy. And make sure to listen to the first one because actually the first one is key. It has some really deep shifts in your mindset, which will help you in your relationship and in your relationships in general. And this one, like in the first one, I spoke about the internal work on your side, the internal shifts. And today I want to give you just three different areas where you can change something to yeah to basically create a thriving relationship and not one where you constantly think like ah oh, this is not working or and because of not in general of relationship issues but because of issues due to your high sensitivity so go back to part number one and listen about the internal changes and today I want to speak about three different areas and this is communication The second one is creating that what you need in your outside world. And number three is celebration. And all of them are important. And there are probably many, many more things you can do. However, I want to just give you some things where you directly can implement stuff instead of being overwhelmed with information. Because it's not about information. It really is about what do you implement from the information. So I highly suggest that you pick at least one thing to work on or to change or to better take care of or whatever from the many things I mentioned in general, not only in this podcast episode, but in general. Okay, so let's start with communication and all of them are important. So there is not one which is more important from the three topics or three parts I mentioned. Communication. This is such a biggie for us highly sensitive uh, people and empaths because we can feel our own emotions. We can feel the emotions of the other person. And that means we are constantly dealing with the stuff which is going on in the relationship. And very often we don't voice it. We don't voice what we feel because either we don't trust ourselves or we don't want to overwhelm the other person or we just don't believe that we can actually take care of ourselves. We don't think, and this is more the internal part again, that we are worthy of having our, uh, all our needs fulfilled no matter what. And this is why we don't speak up. And I, my goodness, I have heard this from so many people where they say like, oh, my partner is just, just like not emotional at all. And I have all the emotions. And then they hold back. They don't share their emotions anymore. 
And I just would like you to, to check out, like if it's not a significant other, if it's just your best friend, how do you show up with them? How do you share your emotions and feelings? Do you also have the feeling, oh my goodness, I can't do this, this is too much, and perhaps I overwhelm the other person or not? Like, see the differences. If something is at stake, and this may, might be in your eyes your relationship, like, oh, is he still going to like me if I really show all my emotions and my sensitivities? Or can I proudly own that and bring it into the relationship and voice it? So can you really or do you really voice and speak out what you value, what you like, what you feel? Do you voice your needs? If it's need for noise reduction, if it is need for light reduction, if it is a need for time for yourself, if it is a need of boundaries towards the emotions of your partner. Like, Share your feelings and let your partner into your world. And so often we feel we are too much with our, and this is how we grew up. We feel we are too much with our feelings, with our thoughts, with our sensitivity to like what we see and what we can hear and all of that. And if you see it as a gift, as I spoke about in the first episode, in the first part, if you see it as a gift or start seeing it as a gift, then you will happily share everything which is going on on your end, you know? No matter what happens on the other side. You're just so full of all of that that of course you bring it into the world of into the world of your loved one. Because, of course, because this, this is you. And then there is no holding back anymore. Like this holding back and this timidness and this like, I'm too much or I'm strange or I'm not right. It's such a biggie. And I really urge you to shift this in your communication. And this is something I still have to learn. I'm not perfect with my stuff in like no area of my life and business at all. So I'm not speaking from a high horse here. And um also, how do you communicate? Do you communicate from a place of love and from a place of acceptance of the other? Or do you communicate from a place of, you don't understand me, you never do it right, you don't like me, you don't take care of me? You know, like even if you're voicing or when you're voicing your needs, from what kind of place does it come? Does it come from a hurt place, from a codependent place, from a place of I'm not enough and the other person is showing me that I'm not enough? Or do you come from a full, like from a fulfilled place, from a full place where you want to share what's going on on your end? You know, that's such a big difference. So communication is key for By the way, for every freaking relationship, communication is key. And I don't, I basically don't know one couple where I would say they, they are at 100%. Like you can always get better at communication. Speaking out what you value, what you like, share your feelings, let your partner into your world and voice your needs. Voice your freaking needs. Your partner can't do anything without knowing that. And you thinking like, ah, oh, he should guess or he should know it. No, he shouldn't know it because he's not you or she is not you. So you freaking need to voice your needs. We always want the other one, especially as a very sensitive person, because we can sense a lot in other people. We always think the other people can do that too. And they can't. This is a trait of you and even you don't get it right all the time. Very often we think we feel something in the other person, but then it's so mixed up with our own feelings that we still don't get it right. 
we think he or she needs X, Y, Z, but it's so mixed up with our own stuff that actually part of it is true and part of it is our own stuff. And then we think we know like all the needs of the other person. We can cater to it perfectly and totally forgetting that this is not true on the one hand side and that the other person is not wired like that, that he or she brings something else to the table, but not this high sensitive or highly empathic trait. So you can't expect that from the other person. You have to educate them what you need and what you freaking want. Okay. Mm. And that's a big one, especially because you are used to feeling all the stuff of other people and other people not being able to do that for you. And very often we grow up in our childhood without having our needs met. And this means we need to practice to voice our needs and to feel enough and to feel good enough for other people to take care of us. So communication is a huge topic. And I just gave you like some things to take care of or some things to, to think about. And when it comes to communication, I could do like 10 episodes about that. So let's leave it at this today. Speak about what you value and what you like. Let your partner in, share your feelings and voice your needs. And always come, not always, but give your best to come from a place of detachment and not from a place of judgment towards your partner. From a place of genuine curiosity. Asking questions is a good one as well. Like, how do you see that? Or what do you see in me today? Or what is going on on your end? Instead of thinking you know it all. Asking questions is a good one. Then the second topic I wanted to mention is create for what you need. Don't expect the world to deliver all of that and take it into your own hands. That means if there is too much noise, reduce it. Either communicate that it's too loud, find ways to go into your own room, work with specific headsets. For example, I only sleep with noise-canceling things you put into your ears. I don't know the name in English. And it feels good now. And I need, I want that. I need that. So I did that for myself. I didn't expect to, the world to go silent. No, I know I have better and better, a better and deeper sleep if noise is cancelled out. So I take care of that. If the light is not okay, change it. Get new lamps, dim them, change them, put more light into the room. This might, might also help, especially if you're sensitive to like not enough uh, light, then do something about it. And if it means to move your apartment, whatever. Yeah, take responsibility for your own circumstances and create circumstances and surroundings for you, which make you come alive as a sensitive being, which cater to your sense of beauty, your sense of quietness, your sense of perfect light conditions and so on. And if you need to time, if you need time to process, and we need a lot of downtime, a lot of time to process, schedule it in. Get this need met. Don't wait for the other person to say like, mm, I need time for myself, to then take time for yourself. When you feel you need that now, Take it and don't wait for the other person to recognize that in you and then saying like, oh, that would be nice if you have some time for yourself. And also don't take or don't take the needs of the other person into account more than your own needs. If your other person, if your significant other wants to play, wants to hang out, wants to do whatever and you don't feel like it, yeah, take care of yourself. Find a solution for that. 
take your quiet time and then go hang out with your partner or then go out to, to, uh, to the cinema or whatever it is. But when you feel that you need downtime to process, give this to yourself. Create for what you need. And the same with emotions. If there is stuff, if there is too much going on for you right now, you have time to draw back. You have permission to draw back. Take time out. Voice it. If the emotions of your partner are not where you want them to be or where you feel okay with, back to number one, communication, communicate that. A big one for us sensitives and empaths is stop being the helper. You are not the coach. You are not the mentor. You are not the helper in the relationship. You have to help yourself first, take care of yourself and freaking let your fingers away from your partner. Of course, talk about important stuff, talk about feelings, talk about all of that, but not coming from a place I need to coach that person. Come from a place I want to learn about you. I'm curious about you. It's a big difference. And it's not your job to make your partner happy. It's your job to make yourself happy. And if at some point you figure out that your partner doesn't not doesn't change because you don't want him or her to change doesn't fulfill your needs and whatever you do it's just not what you what you want you know you can always change things you can end a relationship and find a better one be open for a better one however it always starts with communication it really starts with going for yourself first and then looking at the other person from a like from a full cup instead of a for, um, instead of from a f totally depleted cup it's not your job to be the helper the coach the the good person for the other person and make sure that they are happy your job is to make sure that you are happy and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't take care of the other person of course not however never from a feeling i need to do that otherwise the other person is not happy doesn't like me anymore Always from a feeling when it makes you feel good and your cup is already full. Such a big, big, big one for empaths out there. And point number three is celebrate your partner for his or her non-HSP strengths. That's a big one because we always think other people are, as, like, are the same as us and they need to be in see the world through our own eyes, but we actually are in a partnership with someone else so that something is added to the table. If the person were the same person as you, like, yeah, what's the, what's the win in that? Nothing. So fall in love with the perspectives of your partner, which are different to yours and celebrate them for that. And so it could be that they are less attached. Perhaps they are not as empathetic as you. They are not as sensitive to emotions of other people. Celebrate them for that. It can be, a, it can be such a place of freedom. Celebrate that they can easily detach from people and situations. Not because you need to become that person, because this is why you have your partner. That's beautiful. Like, it's a beautiful mix. And come to a place where you celebrate the traits of the other person because only like, like they will mirror that to you in the form that they will start celebrating your traits, your sensitive traits. Celebrate their traits of less attachment, for example, of being grounded in themselves more instead of being overflowing with everyone around them. Perhaps a, a sense of calmness, of straightforwardness, perhaps their structure. And big one, they're different thought processes, that they are less emotional and more, for example, thinkers. That was a big, big one for me, to actually honor my partner or the people I was in partnership with for being less emotional seemingly, 
and more thinkers to actually value that, their way of thinking, which was much more focused than mine, very structured, very detailed. So this is a big one. Instead of always finding faults in your partner, especially because of non-HSP traits, turn it around and start falling in love with their very non-HSP traits, which actually benefit you in the end, if you can see it from that way. Because it's a beautiful way to compliment you, to bring something to the table that you don't have. And as I said, they are going to mirror you this appreciation back. By the way, you will never change a partner through pointing out all the stuff that doesn't work. And I know it's freaking difficult to not do that. The only thing that works is to appreciate what they are already doing very well and what you love them for. That's one of the big relationship keys in general. And it also works for couples with like non-HSP and HSP traits or people. Okay, let me quickly summarize that. Number one was like how to thrive in a relationship with a non-highly sensitive person. Number one, communication. Speak what you value and like, voice your needs, share your feelings, let your partner into your world. Number two was create for what you need. Create an environment where there is noise reduction, light reduction, perhaps um, where you don't share the same room at some point or you have a, a special room where you can go and have your quiet time. Um, Take time for you to process. So really have this time for yourself. And if emotions get too much, have boundaries, voice that it's too much, stop being the helper and don't let, yeah, what are you available for? If the emotions of your partner are too much, you can voice that and you don't need to be av um, available for them. You can say, okay, I listened until now and now I'm not available for that anymore. Now I need my time for myself. I need to leave the room or if you want to leave the room or whatever you find, you know, to, to discuss that. So have boundaries. You don't have to deal with all the emotions of other people. And also, yeah, don't become the coach, therapist or whatever of a partner big trap. And third point was to celebrate your partner for his or her own, her own uh, for his or her non-HSP strengths. For example, less attachment, calmness, structure, different thought processes. If you have anything to add, or if you want me to speak about a specific topic here on the podcast, send me a message to info at lydiawilmsen.com. And I have a new offer for you out there. I'm doing one-to-one -one calls now. I have a free mindset mastery assessment. I will put the link into the show notes and we will basically check what your mindset is right now, how you are blocking yourself from accelerating your results massively on a mindset level and on an emotional level. So we will take 45 minutes to go through what is happening in your life and in your business right now, what, are, what the main blocks are and what you need to do, what needs to change to basically change that and get rid of all of them, basically. If you're interested in that, apply for it. There is a questionnaire I ask you to fill out and then we hop on our call. Much love to you and until the next episode. Did you like this podcast episode? Then I would be super, super grateful if you gave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Super helpful. And please subscribe to the podcast and share it with people who you know can benefit from it. 
You can find all links to my social media profiles, my website and contact form in the show notes. And whenever you're ready to take a next step, and that means you want to live a life of more on all levels, then send me a message with where you want to go and what is keeping you where you are, like what keeps you stuck at the moment. And then I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you for listening and until the next episode, much love to you, Lydia. Lydia.